Hey, everybody, and welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. I'm Bryn Griffiths. He's Dustin. How you doing? Real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Well, not bad. I'm in my 60s, and I'm thinking about retirement, you know, but who isn't? But however, I'm like everybody else. I'm not sure I could even afford it. So I'm going to ask you the question. I'm sure you hear this a ton, and that is, how much do I need to retire? Yeah, no doubt. It's the number one uh, question that uh, probably most people have of their advisor, right? Um, and, and it's interesting because uh, people always like to um, compare themselves to other people, right? So I always ask, get asked by my clients, you know, um, how, how much how much does a person need? How much does your typical client uh, need to to retire? And of course, the answer is, um, you know, depends on your spending habits, right? Yeah. Uh, depends on your debt situation. Depends on a multitude of, of variables. Um, how about my health? Health would be a big depends, one. Depends on health, life expectancy. You know, all that. Uh, what age you wanna wanna retire at? 55 to 60 to 65 is, is a huge difference because the older you work, the less you have to fund that retirement. So the less capital you need. Um, and, and, you know, my, in my previous, uh, iteration of my career, I spent, uh, 15 years with Royal and CIBC and all I did was retirement planning. So I, I tend to consider myself an expert in this field. Um, I've literally done thousands of financial plans, Bryn. And, um, I, I, I've, I've noticed some consistencies a- across, um, you know, different types of clients at different uh, stages of their life. So one thing, and some of this stuff is really obvious maybe to, to most people, but um, sometimes uh, obvious is simple and I like to keep things simple. So uh, w- one of the things that I've noticed uh, across basically, uh, you know, in any uh, t- type of client, um, or, or any uh, that has any type of uh, capital. So uh, somebody that has 500,000 versus somebody that has 5 million or 50 million, um, they tend to, to slow down as they get older. See, that's very consistent is you're not going to spend as much money when you're 85 as when you're 75. Right. Now you may say, well, thanks, Mr. Obvious for telling me that. However, um, is it really that obvious for some people? Probably not. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that, uh, life expectancy is a huge determinant, um, to how much capital you need to, to retire. So, and, and then of course your, your, uh, secondary income, uh, usually that's pensions. Okay. Uh, CPP, old age security, maybe you have a pension through work that all gets factored in. Uh, there's a few rule of thumbs, uh, one of the rule of thumbs used to, used to be that you would need 75% of your, uh, gross income in retirement, um, c- compared to when you were working. Okay. I found that's a really wonky, uh, rule of thumb and, and probably not even close for most people. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of expenses associated with working that people don't factor in, you know, transportation, um, getting that Starbucks at, at, uh, the morning drive in that, that sort of stuff. Um, but also things like clothes, you know, clothes, work clothing. Um, there's, there's just a lot of expenses associated with that, uh, overall work regimen. So rule of thumb, uh, I, I would estimate that, you know, pre, pre, uh, pre-inflation, 
the, the bulk of my clients that are retired were living on between uh, four and uh, $8,000 a month. If you're spending more, more than $8,000 a month in retirement, it, it probably means you have an accelerated travel regimen uh, because most people, if all their bills are paid, they, they struggle to spend any more than that. Okay. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, uh, people that are, are donating large sums to charity, all that would be in, in excess of what you're living on. So when I talk about how much capital you need to retire on, it's, it's basically your, your monthly nut or the, the amount that you need to live on comfortably, uh, factoring in, you know, average travel, your, your food, your home expenses, your vehicles, all that. Okay. Right. Um, if, if you're stopping working and you, you had your kids later and you've got three kids in university, well, obviously you need a, a, lar- a larger amount in the, the kitty to pay those expenses than somebody who doesn't. Um, so it, it really depends on the individual circumstance. But when we talk about rule of thumb, uh, for every, you know, $50,000 in, in income that you need to generate off your investments, you need about a million bucks. So the old 5% rule, I think, uh, applies very well when I'm looking at retirement planning. Um, if you want 100000 in income, you're going to need $2 million in assets. Okay. Now, having said that, that, that takes into account just the income. I'm not talking about any inflationary factoring in. Uh, also, you can spend your capital. Most people don't like to do that. They want to leave uh, in, in, in my uh, experience, people like to leave a, a little bit of money for the kids. So uh, if you do have kids and, or, or whatever your estate planning needs are, um, you know, so people don't tend, tend to like to dip into their capital all that much. Okay. Got Some it. people don't have a choice. They have a finite amount of capital, but most people, if they plan well, they've got some spare, um, you know, in- income generating capital in their overall planning. Okay. Gotcha. There's so many things to look at here. You bring up inheritance. It sounds to me, I'm hearing a lot more from kids who say, I don't need my my parents' inheritance anymore. I've I've learned to start investing earlier, so therefore I think I can handle it. I would rather that they use it to make sure they get through the back part of their life and be comfortable. Are you hearing a lot of that or no? Yeah, I think that when we do the planning, I, I don't usually like to take uh, into account an inheritance because, um, A, people are living longer. So you see some people that are getting into their 60s and 70s and they got uh, parents in their 80s and 90s. So, the, you know, by the time their their parents uh, kick away, they're already uh, – or kick off, they're already retired, right? So, yeah. Um, and – that that uh, that can be a, a bump to your finances, but if you're getting money in your 70s, you're probably already retired. It's just money you're going to then pass down onto future generations in your own family planning unit. So, um, more 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 what I consider is is your assets. So of course your your family home, uh, any other real estate you might have, your pensions, and then uh, how much money you might have saved in you know RSPs. Uh, tax-free savings accounts. Maybe if you had ran a business, you have a corporate holding company that has uh, cash invested in it. Uh, all those things come into consideration. And the the other question I get most most often is, okay, now that I have all this money saved, how do I efficiently take income off it? 
right? right do I right. take out of my TFSA or do I take out of my RIFs? Do I take them out at the same time? Um, do I defer that? Uh, all, all this planning comes into play and, uh, admittedly there's some sophisticated software that helps us determine mathematically what the, uh, optimal mix is for your income. So that makes the, the job a little easier nowadays. Uh, but as a rule of thumb, you, you generally want to treat your, um, investments, um, just like, uh, you do in your mortgage, you amortize it. So you pay your mortgage off over 20, 25 years. Think of your investment capital um, much the same, just reverse. You're going to spend that money uh, just as you would pay your house off over 25 or 30 years. You're going to pay yourself your pension assets or your investment assets over a 25, 30 year period. And that when you do the, the math like that, it, it ensures you don't run out of money. So a typical scenario might be, let's say you're retiring at age 60 or 65 and we'll do the math out to 85 or 90 years old. Um, if you're, if you're still alive in your nineties, chances are you're not worried too much about your investment capital. Right. Uh, you know, you're probably in the rocking chair at that point. Uh, we, we all know of some spry 90 year olds, but that's probably the, the exception and not the rule. So when, whenever I talk about retirement, uh, you know, you're usually speaking in generalities, uh, 90% of people fall in, in this category, for example, uh, they retire at 60 and they have a, a very, uh, you know, active lifestyle up until about their mid to late seventies. And once you start hitting that 80, uh, age factor, um, you start to slow down. And part of that is health, you know, as, as the car gets older, parts need to be replaced and, um, you, you tend not to, to get as active. I, I see, seen it in my, uh, my senior clients all the time, the older they get, the, they hit a, a point at, at some point, it's usually around the, the mid to late 70s where they start to get a little bit fearful of the, the unknowns. Suddenly travel, you know, you're, you're making excuses not to go to Phoenix rather than booking the ticket. I got you. Um, and, and that's just a natural progression, right? So, hey, I know this is um, going to push us a little bit over too. The one other thing that I hear from a lot of people is that they say, I know I want to retire, but I also want to make sure that I don't have to pay the tax guy quite as much as I used to when I was working full time. You got to hear that too, I'm guessing. Yeah, of course. And, and usually people in retirement pay a little bit less tax just as a function of the tax splitting between um, the couple, if, if I'm talking about, you know, a married couple. Um, but but also usually you're in a little bit of a lower tax bracket because you're not making as much income in retirement as as you are when you were working. Right. Um, so from, from that perspective, you know, the uh, the the answer to the question, how much do I need to retire? It's really um, the, the topic is a little facetious because it depends on each uh, individual family unit, how much you're going to spend. So uh, it, it's best to sit down with your advisor and, you know, come up with a good solution uh, or plan to come up with a solution. If you're in your forties, you know, start the planning now because those 20 years click by pretty quick. Yes, they do. Hey, listen, if somebody wants to talk to you about retirement and how much they may need, how do they get a hold of you? I think give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can reach me by email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Okay, well, that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next episode. 
Don't forget all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions and clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.